Welcome back on the Sports Wire on ESPN 100.5 and 105.1 KTGR. Andy Humphrey with you and joining us now on the KTGR hotline. You know him as our uh, good friend, uh, formerly of this program, uh, formerly of VSIN, and now with the Book It Sports Podcast Network. And my goodness, he finally, it, it was there in front of them the whole time, and he's finally using his last name as a betting reference, and he has the parlay cast going. It's our good friend Jeff Parles joining us on the Sports Wire. Jeff, how are you? I'm good, Andy. I'm good. A hell of an introduction as always, man. But uh, happy to be on with you. And also a uh, shout-out to Book It as well. Uh, the app's launching on November 1st, so uh, be, be ready for that, Andy. Well, uh, I am ready for that. The The Parlay cast is is up and running, and you'll be able to uh, to find it there. And you can always uh, find Jeff Parles uh, at Jeff Parles on Twitter, and it's added our handle, too, of course. Uh, Jeff, it, it's been... You know, uh, a start to the NFL season that I think we all predicted, that the Kansas City Chiefs are showing that with this roster that they have basically brought from from last season that is relatively unchanged and probably better with what we saw out of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire the other night, it, it just seems that this Chiefs team is still... You know, not only just a, a favorite to win the Super Bowl, but maybe, you know, just just head and shoulders above a bunch of other teams in this league. It, it just seemed that there was almost no resistance to them last night. Well, look, Andy, Kansas City to me, I, I had them repeating. Again, I have Kansas City over Dallas in the Super Bowl, uh, the, the, that Super Bowl down in Tampa this year in Super Bowl 55. Uh, but uh, look, uh, Kansas City, very impressive in the first showing. And Andy, I was very interested to see how everyone looked. No preseason, obviously, for the first time ever because of the coronavirus. And you know what? Everyone, offensively speaking for Kansas City, looked pretty sharp, all things considered. Uh, Edward Tolaire was great. That shouldn't come as a shock to anyone if you were paying attention. He was magnificent at LSU. And he's just going into the LSU equivalent in the NFL for that LSU offense last year. Uh, obviously, they were one of the best ones ever in college football history. The Chiefs have the potential to be one of the best offenses in NFL history going forward as long as number 15 is there. And Edward Tolaire fit in perfectly. And the biggest takeaway I had from the Chiefs' offense was Tyree Kill did nothing other than that one touchdown late in the game when the game was already decided. And the Chiefs' offense was still dominant. And that's a very scary sign for everyone else because if he's going to not do anything and the Chiefs are still going to score 34, and quite frankly, they should have scored more than 34, they very easily could have been in the 40s if Robinson makes that catch on the first drive. And if they actually punch it in on the doorstep at the end of the game when they had first and goal at the one. But, Andy, it's very impressive. Very impressive what we saw out of their offense last night. The defense, I want to see them against a slightly better receiving core than what Houston has. Houston's wide receiver core really is going to miss Hopkins, even though David Johnson looked pretty spry yesterday. And Deshaun Watson is still an awesome quarterback. But – uh, all in all, Kansas City looked every bit the Super Bowl favorite they are. They were plus 550 or plus 600. Uh, so five, uh, five and a half to one or six to one to win it all, depending on where you were looking to bet it. They are the rightful favorite. They looked like the rightful favorite last uh, on Thursday night. Yeah, it, it just seems that there was almost no resistance put up. And whether that was them playing an opponent that maybe wasn't ready to play or they're just, that the talent just wasn't there to match up with what the Chiefs have. It it seemed that the Chiefs' offense was just a well-oiled machine. And and as you mentioned, 
you know, the weapons that they usually rely upon, they didn't have to rely upon them. Travis Kelsey had an okay game. Tyreek Hill had an okay game. But, you know, they could rely on just having that running game just give them the five, six yards that they always need on the first or second down of a series. And it seemed that when you added the running game to it, that it looks like an offense that can't be stopped. Well, look, I'll disagree with you on Kelsey. I thought Kelsey played a pretty pretty damn good game on Thursday night. Uh, obviously, the touchdown catch had a few critical third downs early in that game. I thought he looked pretty good. Uh, but look, Edward Tillery had the most carries ever in the Patrick Mahomes quarterback game for the Chiefs. Had the most rushing yards by an individual running back in a Patrick Mahomes uh, quarterback game in, Can- in his time in Kansas City now in his third full year starting I look, Andy, they're, they're, they're already very difficult. They obviously won a Super Bowl last year. They had a, a, the best offense in football, in my opinion, last year. Uh, even better than Baltimore's, even with their record-setting rushing attack last year. Uh, and look, as long as Mahomes is there, they're going to be extraordinarily difficult to play against. And if you add in an elite running attack and an elite running back, and again, it's one game for Edward Tiller. We had We can't jump the, jump the gun, but... Look, everything we saw with him at LSU, him in the right offense, he's going to be a really darn good running back. There was a reason that he was top six pick in fantasy drafts this year. Uh, And so far, so good. And and look, they're scary. They're very scary to play against. And I think everyone out there, Andy, that's a Chief fan, is uh, going to be get used to a lot of winning with that team uh, over the next few years, including this, uh, this season as well. Jeff Parles joining us on the Sportswire, KTGR and KTGR.com. Follow him on the Twitter, at Jeff Parles. And always uh, listen to the Parlay cast, which has just started up in the last uh, week and a half or so. Uh, you know, the, the Chiefs, it, it seems that they're the foregone favorite, at least in their division, and probably the AFC, too. But it, it, do you really think there could be any sort of, you know, fights for a, a wild card spot, maybe within that AFC West, or... It, I know that you're very high on Denver this year, and, and you know that that they could be a double-digit win team, not as good as the Chiefs, but could still be a very intriguing, uh, you know, opponent to a, a big dog like the Chiefs are. You know, what kind of resistance do you see them probably seeing in their own division, if any? No resistance for Kansas City, Andy. Uh, they, 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 no one's gonna. No one should be within three games of them. I think Kansas City's a 13-win team, 14-win team. Uh, look, here's the problem for Denver. And Vaughn Miller's injury really stinks. Because for them, I thought that they were gonna, their defense was going to really look not quite the Super Bowl-winning defense that we saw in Super Bowl 50, but at least a better defense than we saw a year ago. And it had some problems. It didn't have Bradley Chubb with the ACL. It didn't have Miller for a time with injuries. Now Miller is going to miss the whole year. Chubb looks like he'll be able to go, though, which is obviously good. But look, Andy, Denver Denver to me is the second team in the West. I actually bet them over seven and a half wins, bet them to make the playoffs at uh, plus 210. So for people that don't understand the gambling numbers, uh, a $100 bet would win $210, returning 310 mm-hmm. So uh, I thought that was pretty good value. I bet that before the injury to Miller, and I bet that also before the injury to Corden Sutton that he suffered uh, uh, earlier this week. Uh, He's questionable for Monday night with that shoulder. Uh, But look, the big key to this going forward in this division, it's going to come down to what the young quarterbacks end up doing. 
How good is Drew Locke? Obviously, we're all familiar with what Drew was at Mizzou. I, I thought he was better than anticipated down the stretch when he was when he was starting those games in December last year, and I like what I saw. And if Locke can perform, uh, Denver's going to be a good team. The Chargers, the question for them, Andy, is when does Justin Herbert take over the reins from Tyrod Taylor? Is it at any point this year? Is it next year? Tyrod's a better quarterback than he gets credit for, but I don't think he's good enough to lead the Chargers into the postseason and really compete with Kansas City. And then, look, I think the Raiders, their first year – if I, if I know new hometown of Vegas, uh, they're they're not good. They're not a good football team. That defense has a lot of holes in it. Uh, they are very young on the outside now with the injury to Tyrell Williams, uh, a pair of rookies uh, on the outside now uh, in Henry Ruggs and Brian Edwards out of South Carolina, Hunter Renfro, a young receiver as well. And I've never really liked Derek Carr other than that one year where when they were still Oakland, uh, the Raiders snuck into the playoffs. Carr got hurt, and then Connor Cook started a playoff game against your Houston Texans in one of the worst quarterback matchups in playoff history. Mm. So, look, look I, 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 Kansas City shouldn't face any resistance in the division. If you're going to pick one team to get in, and remember, extra wild card this year going forward with seven in each conference uh, making the playoffs, Denver would be the team number two that I think would have a very good shot, and I do think even with the injury to Miller, I still think they find a way to get in as either a six or a seven seed. Jeff Barlow is joining us on the Sports Wire, KTGR and KTGR.com. And the AFC really as a whole, I mean, obviously you look at Kansas City. Uh, I think they'll be the one seed. You, you think so too. But uh, yeah. the, the other teams that, uh, that really s- step up uh, in the division, I think most people are on the Buffalo train with the fact that the, there seems to be a changing of the guard in the AFC East. Uh, most people think Baltimore is still going to be, you know, head and shoulders above everybody in the North. I I think they might struggle a little bit. How do you kind of see some of the other top teams in the AFC try to challenge uh, towards the playoffs? And then how do you maybe see that playing out? Okay, so let's just go with this of threat to Kansas City. Let's just put it in categories with that. Baltimore is the biggest threat to Kansas City just because Lamar Jackson is such a unique and brilliant talent. Obviously, the MVP a year ago. The one concern I have with Baltimore, I think their defense is a little bit better than it was a year ago. It is just so hard, Andy, to be perfect in this league. And even Patrick Mahomes isn't perfect all the time. Baltimore played, after their loss to Cleveland last year, early in the season, they were perfect in the regular season. They did not play a bad game the rest of the regular season. And that's really hard, and that's really setting up for a regression. Now, I don't think there's enough talent in that division for them to not win the North. Uh, I like Pittsburgh, but they're just, to me, for to pick them to win the division, I don't know what Roethlisberger is going to look like. I don't know how healthy he is. I don't know how much he has left in the tank. So I can't pick Pittsburgh to beat Baltimore, and I can't put Pittsburgh in the same category as Baltimore of being a true threat to Kansas City, even though I think Pittsburgh's defense is better than the Ravens. But Baltimore is the really the key competition to the uh, the Chiefs. I'm not buying anyone in the AFC East to really do anything of note. Uh, the Patriots, uh, if Cam is good, New England probably will win that division. But, again, Cam was injured last year with a shoulder injury. That is not an easy thing for a quarterback to come back from. So we'll see how Cam is. I, I don't like Josh Allen at all in Buffalo. I love that defense. 
I think Stephon Diggs was a good addition. I love Singletary, the running back. So, and I like McDermott, their head coach. So that's why I have Buffalo winning the East, but they can't beat Kansas City in a playoff game unless if something really goes wrong for the Chiefs. And then the AFC South, I know people love Indianapolis going into this year, but it's still an aging Phillip Rivers, so I don't trust them. The Titans, they're good to make the playoffs. I don't think they're good enough to beat Kansas City in the playoffs, uh, though, Andy. And then your Texans, again, Deshaun Watson will have, probably win them a few more games than they should. But they're not a real threat. We saw that last night, and we saw that last year in the playoffs. So it's Baltimore. Baltimore is the key competition. I know that's not a hot take, but it's really the only team that I could see beating Kansas City in a playoff scenario. Yeah, it's probably the only real threat just because of the quarterback play, and that's really when it comes down to um, come playoff time. As we're talking to Jeff Parles of the Book It Sports Podcast Network, you can go listen to the Parlay Cast and follow him at Jeff Parles on the tweets. Uh, just, just kind of going full scale here and just focusing in on Week One and matchups that we're intrigued by. I, I go down the list. I, I like Cowboys Rams. I think that could be a good game. Uh, Packers Vikings is probably the matchup between the two best teams in that division. You could say the same thing about Buccaneers Saints. Uh, Cardinals 49ers might be a, an interesting one, how Kyler Murray uh, works out with DeAndre Hopkins and, and goes up against that tough defense. I know that you watch every single game, Jeff, and, and you just have multiple screens going and, and you've got the whole thing working, but what game would you say that you maybe glue your eyes to just a little bit more? You know, it's uh, it's not going to be as easy this year. It's not a not the best of propositions to be going into casinos this year. So I'm going to be doing this from home, yeah. at least early in the year. So it's going to be a going to be a different experience than it was last year. Which is again, when when things are back to normal or normal, close to normal again with this virus, when there's a vaccine and when we can be in large crowds again safely. Go do yourself a favor. Go to Vegas for an NFL Sunday at some point. It's a really fun experience, but. Mm. Look, Andy, the game that I am looking at this weekend, uh, more than anything, I am looking at in that 325 Central window, the debut of Thomas Brady with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans is uh, is the favorite to win the NFC. They, uh, again, bad playoff luck last year, losing to Minnesota in overtime, never even touched the football in that wild card weekend game. Tampa, look, Tampa had led the league in turnovers by a large margin last year. Jameis did the 30-30, which is still one of the most impressive feats in the history of NFL quarterbacking. <laughs> but just the fact that Brady protects the ball. Brady's not going to throw more. Uh, even on a high end, Brady's going to throw, what, 10 interceptions in a season probably, Andy? Yeah. So to me, that's the most interesting thing to look at. How many extra games does Tampa win because Brady just he doesn't even have to be that great? How about him protecting the ball and not leading the points going the other way? The point prevention because of their own turnovers is what I'm curious of looking at. And this is a very good first test for Tampa uh, with that defense that I think was better than people thought, better than people realized last year. They got put in horrible positions because Jameis kept turning the ball over. And New Orleans is still really good. But the one thing I will say, Andy, I think Drew Brees started to slip last year. And I don't think people really realize that. So if that slip comes, Tampa could win that division. And if Tampa gets this game on Sunday in New Orleans, I don't think they do. I think New Orleans wins a tight game. I wouldn't bet it. But if Tampa goes to New Orleans, wins this game, that could be a first huge step for the Buccaneers to flip the tide in that division and win the NFC South. 
Yeah, that, I think that could be a pretty pivotal game there, too. That's one that I'll definitely be watching. And uh, we'll, we'll be watching quite a few of the uh, of the Week 1 matchups for sure because, hey, football's back, Jeff. I think we're just happy that that's Amazing. Ama- ama- amazing. And not only that, what, Andy, what? Mizzou, Alabama's... Uh... Uh, two weeks, uh, a yeah. week from today, right? A week from today, is that I mean, right? It, it's it's basically going to be, yeah, a couple weeks, looks like. And I can't do math, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a couple weeks from now. And uh, that that seems almost unworldly in and of itself, uh, how how that uh, seemed to happen uh, and all came through. So we're, we're, we're all looking forward to that, and I'm sure you are too. Yeah, well, again, the biggest thing this year is just – Get through it safely. No one gets severely sick. Get through it safely. And uh, look, it's uh, it's it's very odd, Andy. It did not feel like an NFL opening night last, uh, on Thursday. It just didn't. It felt weird. Yeah. You had the the Stanley Cup playoffs going at the same time. You had the the NBA playoffs going at the same time. Even though I think uh, you probably were not paying attention to uh, your Rockets getting drubbed again. In oh, not at four, all. But not at but, all. But but it just. It's such a weird feel this year. It snuck up on us because we didn't have a preseason and everything else was going on. But look, man, I just I I just hope for for the sake of a lot of things, I really hope that the league finds or the NFL finds a way to play a whole season and they find a way to do it safely. So far, so good through the preseason. Just a limited amount of cases through the training camp. So let's see. Uh, Let's see if it holds. I really hope it does, Andy. Yep, we're crossing our fingers. Hey, that's Jeff Parles. Make sure you uh, listen to the new Parlay cast. Go follow him at Jeff Parles on Twitter. You probably already do. And make sure you uh, go interact with him as well. It's out at our handle, at KTGR Sportswire. Jeff, thanks so much for joining us. Have a great weekend, and uh, we'll talk soon, buddy. Andy, always great to talk to you, buddy. And uh, shout out to everyone listening there. I I I miss Columbia. Really do miss Columbia.